Uh, but yeah, what's up, everybody? This is Chow Main. This week's guest is episode 48 of Dreadful Talk Podcast. Man, I really appreciate your time, man. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me on. What's up? Yeah, man. So, um, just, man, want to start off talking some Bay Area hip-hop. You know, it's a very iconic, you know, I guess you could say sub-genre, you know. Like, you you instantly, when you hear a song, you pretty much know if it's from the Bay Area or not. And, um, word, word. Yeah, man. So, like, yeah. It's, it's iconic. A lot, of, a lot of people around the country, when they think Bay Area hip-hop, you know, they tend to think East Bay, you know, the E-40s, the two shorts of the world. Um, but, oh, but you yeah, know, like you're... sound 15 years ago, yeah. How, how, yeah, how yeah. everything was back then. Yeah, man. I mean, I'm just I'm just talking about. So I have an interesting perspective here. So I uh, I'm, I was born here in San Jose, but then I lived a lot of my life out in Oklahoma, and then I moved back here like uh, like five years ago. So I, right, I, right. I yeah yeah. So I um I'm I'm kind of like an outsider looking in. You know, I haven't been here for the whole time like you have. So that's why I want to talk about some Bay Area hip hop, and, and you know, kind of um. But more specifically, you're from San Jose, so that's what I'm talking about. A lot of yeah, people definitely. think East Bay, but I want you to talk about kind of what San Jose, you know, the hip-hop scene's looking like, and, like, you know, you're a large part of that, so just kind of take it away. For sure. Yeah, no, man, I think, you know, the Bay's pretty diverse, as always. It's been like that, you know, ever since, like, the late 80s. Yeah. Uh, but, of course, yeah, I mean, like you said, the, the spotlight's always been on East Bay, mostly, you know, uh, a bunch of super cool talent coming out from, like, Vallejo, Oakland, and all that. Um, yeah. I feel like San Jose is buzzing right now, though, you know, like, especially recently in the last few years, like, definitely Sacramento and Stockton, they've been, like, popping off, like, even more so than a lot of, like, the East Bay has, and, like, yeah. I, I feel like all these regions are, like, coming into their own, like, coming their, getting their own sounds and identities outside of, uh, you know, uh, just defined as, like, hyphy, you know, like, yeah. what perceive it as. Um, yeah, yeah. I think San Jose specifically, it's, like, pretty diverse, too, you know, just, like, just, yeah. like, how, how there's so many different kinds of, um, uh cultures and communities yeah. out here it's like it's it's like diverse in that you know you see a lot of uh you see you see some artists like doing more like a bass sound you see some artists doing more like like gangster rap sound like they're from like stockton and then you, you see like a lot of people just like kind of carving their own paths too like uh shout out you know like peachtree rascals they're like completely doing their own thing out, out from like san jose and oh then, sweet uh, it's crazy man yeah everyone's kind of in their own lane and i think that's really cool to see everything come together yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree, man. Uh, and also something, so when I moved back out here, something I noticed right off the jumps, like back in Oklahoma, I've been in other parts of the country. I mean, they'll listen to rappers from all over, you know, a lot of Atlanta rappers and a lot of, you know, L.A. rappers and just wherever, you know. Um, but people from the Bay Area, like, are serious about listening to Bay Area music. I love it. It's something that I learned early on when I moved here. Every every coworker I had was like, oh, you ain't heard this. Or, you, you know, you hear every yeah. parking lot just supporting the Bay Area music. So it's it's a very, Bay Area people like to, you know, rep Bay Area music. And, and, and you know, it's gotta be good, you know, for, for, you know, trying to build an audience here. You know, we've got that loyal fan base. Yeah, definitely. Like I remember growing up, like when I was in high school, everybody was listening to like artists from like, like Sacramento, you know, like in, in high school, I'm, I went to high school, I graduated 2012, but back then everyone was listening to like Woody and like Equipto and Andre Nicotina and like, yeah. uh, you know, like artists that weren't from our city, but you know, everyone's ripping like the Bay pretty hard. But I feel like, I feel like, I don't know, maybe, maybe I haven't been outside, you know, uh, here that much, but I feel like every region like kind of represents their own people. Um, but it's just definitely Man. like we, we've had like our own history and everything. Just like yeah, no, the, the, the bass tough, though. like the bass sticks to their own. Because like I said, you, every other city you go to, you're, you're hearing a bunch of Atlanta rap, 
you know, a bunch of L.A. rap. So, no, I, it, it's really noticeable compared to other regions. Like, the Bay Area kind of just sticks to, um, you know, supports their own, which is what, you know, any musician would, would love to have in a local scene. Now, um, what – educate me here. I'm asking you. I said I'm, I'll claim ignorance here. Who is probably the most commercially successful rapper to come out of San Jose? Or if it's not commercially successful, just, like, your opinion of the best. Uh, I would say commercially successfully wise, like we got sounds like we had like Snow the Product, we had uh, okay. like uh, I don't know, Kung Fu Vampire. Uh, I'm trying to think. There's definitely big names I'm like forgetting right now. That yeah, that's <laughs> all good, man. Hey, the dude from uh, Smash Mouth is from San Jose, so we got that. Oh yeah, man! Shout out to Shrek. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, man, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I feel like the thing is, though, like, a lot of people who come out of here and have, like, popped off on some mainstream scene haven't really, like, repped it as hard. Uh, or even, like, the Bay Area in general. Like, definitely, I think, uh, I think you know, the Bay's always had its sound. But uh, within the last few years, for sure, like, everybody is, as I said, like, getting their own identities. And, you know, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, definitely, like, with, with all this going on, is something that, you know, is going to uh, create some, some infrastructure in the future. Hell yeah, man. And I feel like you're a big part of that. And like a part of another thing I respect about what you've kind of done over this past year is you didn't let the pandemic slow you down, man. You were constantly dropping songs, dropping videos, uh, making music, you know, and uh, was that like a point you wanted to like not let the pandemic stop you, you know, and everything was shut down? Yeah, I mean, there wasn't really nothing else to do. <laughs> I mean, so Good point. Good I have point, my own, like, home studio, you know, I've got the homies who are engineers, so I was able to just track everything at home, like, shoot everything to people, and then, like, uh, I wasn't, like, really doing a whole lot of video stuff during the pandemic. Um, the only, th the only like, big thing that we shot during the pandemic was that San Jose music video, and that was just, like, yeah, yeah. Stuff and, like, see who wanted to, like, come out on, like, a Saturday and, like, shoot uh, in, in the parking lot, and that was it. Like, everything else... A lot of the stuff that I was dropping during that time and that I'm still doing right now is stuff that, you know, I worked on before. I was just kind of sitting yeah. there for the right moment and everything. Yeah, yeah, no, that's... Um, what's up, everybody watching live? I appreciate the support, everybody. You can check, you can find me on YouTube, Dreadful Talk Podcast, or wherever you get your audio podcast. I really appreciate Chow being a part of this week's episode. Um, but, yeah, man, so one thing I noticed in your music, man, is, like, you do a really good job of kind of balancing the lighthearted with also like not being like a joke, like like you're not like a, you, you, you have serious music, but there'll be funny little bars or like just this kind of little lighthearted little um, lyrics. And, and is that something you kind of naturally do? Is that just like kind of your personality shining yeah, through the I music? Think, yeah, that definitely started out just like kind of naturally. Like uh, I would say the first song that popped me off uh, where I started getting traction and you know, like interest from the industry and people like reaching out to me and stuff was that ABG song I did like three years ago. And that song, you know, I wrote it as, like, a joke song, you know? And, and we just shot the video and everything. And then, like, when that shit started popping off, like, people were like, oh, he's the ABG dude and everything. And I was like, yeah, I guess that's cool. But, you know, I had all this other music that was, like, a little more, uh, less, less like, so in your face, like, little dicky type type stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then, like, <clears throat> you know, like, I, I feel like uh, it's just always been part of the personality. You're just, like, writing uh, writing that type of stuff just kind of comes natural in the bars and whatnot. And yeah, yeah. I, I didn't really like think about it much until um, I met with this dude from some agency that was like booking a tour for us last year, and then he he had found me through I forget which song, but something here on Spotify, and he like wanted to meet up and everything. And then he was like explaining my music to me. He was like, you know, you you seem like you got like a uh, like a sarcastic tone and like you know t talking all this like stuff. And I was like, I was thinking about it. I was like, damn, that's 
that's kind of accurate. I never thought about it this way, but that's like that's kind of the voice, huh? Yeah, man, and it's dope because it, it it does it it's like a signature, right? It's definitely like your style. Like you know, I you know having the podcast, I'll have rappers reach out to me, you know, and I've heard obviously a lot of different rappers, and and you know there is kind of a general sound that sometimes a lot of people have in common, or but but no, you you your your sound stands alone, and and, and like I said, I think that little humor and lightheartedness it, it helps it, and but yeah, I mean, I imagine that also like. You don't want to be pigeonholed or boxed in as like a funny like yo I'm the Asian little dicky like the, you're you're yeah, that's yeah. not that's not what you're going for and I understand that people will try to box you in that way like that's, I also that's have definitely how it started out I will say that like you know when, when that ABG thing popped off and I was starting to get like people like booking agents and stuff being like you know trying to figure out how to market me they're like oh so you're the Asian little dicky like stuff like that and that's how I got it at first I was like hmm nah but. <laughs> But, like, as, as I started to think about it more, I'm like, you know, it's, it's really not that bad to kind of, like, lean into some of this more, like, funny shit and, you know, yeah. like, kind of identity because, like, there's no one in that, like, you know, kind of lane right now. So I was like, yeah, you know, I'll, like, I'll do some more stuff, like, similar, but at the end of the day, that's not, like, the, the focus of the sound and everything. Yeah, yeah, like I said, you, you strike a good balance. It's definitely not all that, but I love that that's a part of the music for sure. Uh, man, um... So, like, what is the origin story of Chow Mein, man? How long you been at it? I know you've been years and years, but, like, you know, how did uh, how, how, well, how did you really just decide, like, you know, you want to kind of take it seriously? Yeah, uh, I didn't start taking it serious until 2017. And my bad, bro. I just ate a sandwich from the <laughs> Shout out to the You're Pong. good, man. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I started making music, you know, back when I was, uh, you know, a kid. But I didn't start producing hip-hop until, like, high school because everybody was, like, trying to rap in high school and I was making beats. And okay. then I didn't, I didn't like, you know, do my first releases as Chow Man until 2017. And really, I just got lucky because that ABG song was, like, one of the first ones I, I did. And then that wow. just, like, kind of popped off. Um, so I got lucky in that sense. You know, I know a lot of people have been at it for a while and, and trying to find that one. And for sure, like, you know, that helped a lot. Uh, just kickstarting my career. And, you know, so it's, it's been about, like, three years deep right now. Nice, nice. Yeah, man, it's like it, it, music really is one of those things of like the whole it factor. Like you kind of either got it or you don't like it, it, it's you can't force it. Like if somebody hears something, nothing you can really say is going to like make them like it more. They either got to like it or they don't. And and that is dope that it caught on fast, man, for sure, because I, I love what you're doing and, and uh, you're growing. Like I said, I've, been, I've only been caught on for probably about maybe the past year and a half. But man, I've watched you grow. That's and like that's you half my career right there. <laughs> <laughs> now, yeah, I feel late to the party, man. I need to go back and check out them them older tracks, man. But uh, oh, but yeah, nah, so I just I feel I'm, like I feel like it's a progression, though. You know, like um, oh yeah, it's always like looking back at the old stuff and being like, man, I would have done this different. I would sound. I would try to like sound like this, make this more pop friendly, whatever. You know, but uh. You know, yeah, I, I understand that, too. Because when, when I'm listening to an artist, I want to, like, hear the whole, like, growth and everything. You know, their yeah. first, uh, oh, yeah. first tapes and whatever. Yeah, that, that's how I, like, judge an artist. Like, I don't care how good the first thing I hear from you is. If three years later you haven't made anything better, I'm like, you're not working at your craft. Like, you're not you're not taking word, it seriously, word, you know. Because, like, like, I'm a big sports fan. And it's, like, the same thing. Like, athletes, you know, you got to get better every season. You got to add something new to your game. And I, I don't know. I feel like people – Sure, it, it, you know, approach music the same way of just like trying to whatever it is you do, man. Like if you're a dental tech, you should be a better dental tech in three years than you were. Like you know, it's just I, that's how I think people should approach shit. I know I try to do the same thing with yeah, my podcast. Yeah, shout out to all the dental techs. 
<laughs> Shout out, man. I need to be like Theo Vaughn and get like random employees on here. But, uh, Ben, uh, so I wanted to talk a, bit, a little bit about your Go Back to China song, you know, a little bit. I don't even think political is the word, just addressing the climate that we were, you know, living in and, and, and you know, still are living in. And, um, and, and was that... Was that kind of a statement that you kind of had always wanted to make, or do you feel like just the times yeah. kind of called for it? So that song was in my drafts. It was a much longer song. That song was in my drafts for a little minute, and then like <clears throat> when I think pandemic happened and a lot of the um, you know Asian hate attacks were going on, I felt like uh, you know I, I felt like it was time to kind of just like fully execute it instead of just like writing about it. And yeah. like the way I approached it, like originally, like. You know, I had been, like, reading a lot of Asian American studies books and, like, getting getting into, like, the history of the movement and, like, just the history of, like, racial solidarity and how, like, all these movements have been going on since the 60s and whatnot. Uh, and I, I basically, I wrote hella verses. I wrote stuff that like, was super detailed, like, totally not in brand. And I was, like, going over it. I'm like, damn, bro, I don't really want to make a song where I'm just preaching to people, you know, like, just talking about this type of stuff. I want to do it my own way. So I kind of, like, took out a lot of stuff and just kept the sentiment there. And then I knew, I knew Jason through uh through another uh artist alan z i knew jason was like you know doing a lot of asian american um uh activism and as well as like the music so i hit him up to see if he wanted to hop on the song he was down and then we just kind of you know knocked that one out really quick man it's, it's a dope song i think it was like the song that needed to happen right now and especially in our region you know in the bay area a lot of bad stuff was going on on that front still you know sometimes does yeah. now and so I, so I came from Oklahoma, which is, you know, Midwest, it's the South. Like, there's some pretty bad race relations over there, you know, but it's more like black and white and brown. There's not even a whole lot of Asian people in, in uh, Oklahoma. So, like, whenever I moved out here, that was like a new struggle. Like, I was aware with the racial struggle, but I wasn't aware of y'all's racial struggle. And I've learned a lot about that since I've been here. And it's just yeah. like, I got it. Like, I was kind of naive when I first moved here. I was like, oh, I'm moving to the Bay Area. It's nothing but hippies and Grateful Dead shows. Like, race relations are solved. Like, I'm out of the South. But it's not right. that simple, is it? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a little more complex. I mean, of course, like, I feel like uh, the Asian community here is a lot more vibrant in that there's there's a lot more, you know, it's a bigger group. And there's a lot yeah, of yeah. identity and cultures that we could talk about. And I feel like, you know, it's even tougher for Asians outside of, you know, these metropolitan cities. Like, especially you're talking about the Midwest and everything. Like, yeah, yeah. I feel like it's super easy to be, be, you know, feel invisible uh, and kind of just not, not be really, you know, nobody's really talking about the stuff you're going through and then everything you do is kind of brushed off. At least here uh, in the Bay Area, California, even like New York, like these places where there's larger populations, I think that um, at, least, at least there's like these, these, this sense of like community and the sense of shared struggle where like we can actually hold um things like protests and rallies and whatnot for behind this cause um so you know i think i think uh yeah it was it was definitely a crucial time for that song to come out yeah man and like it, it like i said it made me re-examine everything because i'm like I, so i'm part black and so like i've looked at like racial through a racial lens of like a lot of bad should have happened to black people over the years Almost and then I'm, yeah yeah, yeah. and then <laughs> and then I, and then i moved out here to the bay though and, and unfortunately i don't know if it was the media or just how it was making it seem but it seemed like a lot of the people doing the attacks against asian folks was my people black folks and it was this weird kind of dichotomy that i was completely like unaware of and 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 i didn't really it, it made me re-examine it just it made me kind of think back and and it was a it made me kind of just look look all, not myself in the mirror but just kind of ourselves in the mirror because it just it was the shoe was on the other foot in a way 
that really yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like in. it's not such a you know easy issue as that. I feel like it's yeah. like a little more complicated too. I mean, of course, like yeah. there's gonna be people of any race like doing bad things to each other. Um, but definitely, like when you're looking at the actual statistics, it's like definitely media focus has been on that but that's not necessarily what's been happening um you know across the board there's been a lot of you know stuff that hasn't gone viral haven't been reported in the news that's yeah, coming from yeah. attacks from all other races especially like when you're looking at like san jose and oakland like some of these attacks have been going on it's it's happening from everybody from all angles and like historically too it's not just like a new thing that these asian attacks have been going on within the last year definitely a spike but you know i remember last year shout out to san jose fools that page they posted something about. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I followed them too. Yeah, they posted something about like a lot of a lot of uh, Vietnamese Americans and Chinese Americans that have been like attacked or killed in the last like ten years from like hate crimes, like just like normally you know shopping at supermarkets and it's just normal shit going on. And it's, yeah, it's yeah. you know not not like a brand new thing, but definitely like uh, there's something going on. But it's it's good that at least like uh, you know we're we're seeing in the public eye now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's always that 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 bad relationship of, you know, you, you wish it wasn't happening, but at least it's being talked about more exactly, man. Um, now, I got to say, man, I mean, and this will be kind of the last question on this kind of tip, but uh, do, do you feel the need for Asian representation in hip-hop? You know, we got the gay NFL players coming out the other day. We got black country singers now. Like, do you feel like it's just like the representation era <laughs> and, like, like obviously right. you're not the first Asian rapper ever, but do you yeah. just feel like the the need of more of a representation there? I th I think that it, you know it's a multi-answered question. <laughs> in that, like, I feel like hip hop in in its form is just like it makes it easy to share experiences and perspectives, like through through the form of like storytelling or just like coming out of uh, you know talking from your own experiences and whatnot. So that's like initially how I got into it in my first yeah. releases through Mooncakes. But um, I definitely, you know, there's been there's been Asian American like hip hop artists and just artists in the entertainment industry in general that haven't really gotten a whole lot of attention. But like, you know, since like the '80s and '90s, um, and whatnot. But I think right yeah, now, yeah. you know, one big thing is like just how easy it is to uh, like the lower barriers of entry. You know, you're able to distribute onto Spotify anyhow as long as you got good like marketing skills and whatever. You can uh, break through that and kind of get yourself kind of known out there. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. That, that makes a lot of sense, man. Um, man, so listen, we 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 got a little serious. We'll we'll lighten it up a little bit. Uh, right. You know, I, <laughs> I, I I I've seen you with the blue hair. I've seen you with the blonde hair. What 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 you got planned next for the hair, man? We, we got you got you got uh, purple bro, I'm gonna coming just let the black rock out for a little bit. It's been this this shit been damaging my hair. I'm I'm tired of like taking cold showers and you know managing it. I'm I'm good for a little bit. <laughs> I feel it, man. That's why I got these, man. I don't really got to do shit, man. But uh, I, I feel it, man. I just, I, I do like, it's almost, do you, do, you, do you feel sometimes whenever you like put on, like like when you did dye your hair a certain color or something, do you feel like it's like almost like a character? Like, do you feel like it's like uh, almost like a WWE character or something yeah, like that? Yeah, I mean, I didn't necessarily think of character, but for sure, like the first time I dyed my hair blue, that was because my manager was like, bro, we got to do something to stand out and whatever. So he was like, dye your hair. Uh, platinum, and I was like, no, nah, I'm gonna go blue, like Super Saiyan. Uh, so I'm nice. blue, and then like, you know, it worked for a little bit. Like people were like, oh, that's the dude with the blue hair, <laughs> whatever. Uh, hey so man, that's how it started out. But um, you know, like it, it was really just like testing out different different stuff. And at at the time, like my manager was asking me for like 
four or five months, like, bro, dye your hair, dye your hair, dye your hair, <laughs> do some shit, you know? <laughs> so I was like, okay, I'm gonna do it. For sure, man. So I, I also, I do, I watch a lot of UFC fights. I, I have an, another podcast that's all about the UFC, and, and it's a very real thing. Like, ch- like, if a fighter changes their hair color, or like, it's like, it's like, oh, it's almost like yeah. a part of their brand. It, it's very, it's a very real thing. Like, if it's all of a sudden the guy shows up with a different hair color, like, don't even recognize the guy. It's, it's a very real thing. Um, all right, man, and I, let me ask you this question. And, and it may have already happened, but, like, if you had a dream collab, you know, if you, had, you could snap your finger and get anybody on a track, um, you know, I, I, what, what's keeping it alive? Like, I don't want to say, like, dead yeah. alive. Let's get Tupac it on was, the track uh, Lil or B. something. Lil B, the bass guy. But it happened I was going to ask. I was going to ask that. I, but I, Lil I, B was, was my favorite that. rapper in high school, so that, that shit was crazy. Uh, and yeah. now it's cool, too, because he's reaching out to all the homies. Uh, you know, I, I guess he, like, found, found a lot of people after he found me. Like, uh, people I work with and stuff, because all the homies been getting DMs from him, too. So it was cool just seeing everybody come up. Um, yo, but, yeah, yo, you know, yeah. that was a big one. I would say probably, like, E-40, for sure. Um, Lil Wayne at one day. <laughs> Hell, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. That, that's what I wanted, man. I want you to dream big on the mansions, man, for sure, man. And I, so I also graduated high school in 2012, so, like, we're, like, the exact same oh, age. Yeah, 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 so, like, look. Lil Wayne's definitely on. Like our generation has an appreciation yeah, for Lil Wayne. Yeah. Like, other generations, they yeah, can't. They, the they can't relate. People were walking out to like a million and everything. Yeah, just like the whole parking lot going crazy when Carter Three dropped. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, you already know, and I, I think that's dope too because like that 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 really instilled appreciation for like lyricism in our generation. Like Lil Wayne was spitting bars. Like we grew up here at bars, bars. Like these kids today. I don't know if they're growing up, like, hearing, like, actual, like, bars, bars. Hey, bro, but that's, that's why I love, like, West Coast hip-hop so much right now. And even, like, Detroit and Flint, I feel like everybody's spitting. Everyone's coming back. Yeah. Especially, like, you know, um, people going crazy with the punchlines right now, man. Like, <laughs> uh, I love that shit. I don't know shit. about, like, the mainstream, mainstream, because I haven't been, like, super tapped in with that. But definitely, like, uh, a lot of the local artists, like, Stockton, Sacramento, and L.A., they've been going crazy with the lyricism. And it's not, like... It's not like super like uh, conscious lyricism or nothing either, but it's on like Wayne level of just like yeah. these, these these songs that go like make you go like see <laughs> yeah I, I love shit like that man I swear to God I'll listen to a little Wayne song that I've been listening to middle school and hear a new fucking punchline I've heard this song a million times I love that shit man yeah, uh, yeah. and hey stay at that shit man stay not tapped into that mainstream because like. It happens to rappers whether they want it to or not, man. They, it, the, the wave riding, and I, obviously you do your own thing, but I love I, you can tell that you're not tapped in to the mainstream, man. and I mean that in the best way possible because your sure, music sure. doesn't sound like other people's music, and too many people's music is, is sounding the same uh, nowadays. Now, um, you know, like uh, as far as how you envision your career, or maybe there's already answer for this. Like, do you have like a independent vision, or would you want to get signed to a major label? Like, how, if you could have it your way, you know, how yeah. do you envision that? I think ultimately the goal right now, I'm trying to build out Five Spice Entertainment as an indie label, and you know, it's it's been a lot of ups and downs, and we're still like working on securing more deals and securing more funding. But so far, you know, we have two other artists signed to it besides from me. Oh, but definitely the independent route. Like, I'm trying to chase that. Bro, it's crazy. Every time you find out about, like, a new barrier rapper, uh, I saw this on, on Twitter the other day. You go through a catalog, they got, like, 36 albums. <laughs> and it's, it's like, uh, you know, you, you, get, you get this, like, small, loyal fan base who, like, constantly streams your stuff um, and, you know, pushing on a load of content. I feel like that's enough to, to stay sustainable. And, you know, oh, yeah. I look at someone like, uh, someone like E-40 who, like, been doing this since, like, 88, 89. Um, and, you know, like, he was definitely, like, tapped in super with the bay and then 
recently, like just been going crazy, like outside too. Um, it's cool to see that that growth and that continuity and that uh, what, what's the word? You know, um, longevity. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. The longevity, the whole marathon, not a race type thing. I mean, I'm sure you're a Nipsey Hustle guy. I am too. It's like yeah, I, I yeah. feel like you can't run an independent label and not look up to Nip, the great, the late great Nipsey yeah, Hustle. But uh, yeah, yeah, man, I'm, a, I'm a, he's a big inspiration to me as well. It's just because like the podcasting game is kind of similar. You know, it's a long game. You know, it's a you, it ain't gonna blow overnight. You know, it's a it, it's a long game for sure. So I could definitely appreciate. That that mentality and that struggle because they they come they come one and the same when that uh, but but I think in the long run when it pays off it pays off because you know like there's a, there's so many rappers out there that like you know they're signed to a deal and they get the exposure but then you know they don't own nothing you know they don't own the music they don't own the car they're driving they don't own the fucking chain they're I mean, wearing. You I, know? I feel like that's fine too if you can leverage that into something further you know. Um, oh yeah. Like, there's nothing. There's nothing wrong with signing like a big deal, especially if they're like offering you all the resources. Like I would love to, you know, be in negotiation for something like that. But if you don't got it right now, it's like you know you gotta build it yourself. So that's where we are. Oh yeah, I respect that, brother, for real, man. Um, so this is gonna be kind of an interesting question. Uh, have you ever done a show? There's like worst case scenario, the crowd wasn't feeling it. Like essentially, like when a comedian bombs. Like have you ever had yeah, like a moment like that? I've only had one show like that, and that was uh, I forget I forget what it was. It was at it was at this festival, but for sure, like um, it was a bunch of it was a bunch of kids like pulling up to turn up, and I think the DJ right before me. This was like 2018, I think. Um, but he was playing like hella six nine, and then the crowd was going crazy because they're fucking with it, they're moshing, and then he had to cut it because my set was like right right at the end of that. So I came on, and people were still trying to turn up and mosh and shit, and then my set was totally different. So it was like, fuck, oh, I couldn't capture the energy. People were, like, mad. They were booing and shit. So I was like, okay, whatever. I'm just going to knock out the rest of the set because I was paid for this time, and then I'm going to leave. <laughs> so, I, no, exactly, bro. But I feel like that makes you a stronger performer when it's all said and done, though. Like, rips that Band-Aid off. Like, the worst-case scenario already happened, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's 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 been the worst so far. I mean, definitely, I feel like it could have been worse, but it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, and it's real. So that's I I have a good friend that that raps. He rapped back in Oklahoma. He's out here in Cali now. About he um he he does not make like hard music. You know, he makes music for the ladies, the fun party, whatever. But it's not like gangster rap. But he got a fucking opening show. He was opening for Cheap Key. And the vibe That's just didn't hard. match at all. And he was like, people was throwing like beer cans on stage. And I was yeah. in the crowd like, That's my best friend. I'm like pushing people <laughs> in the crowd and throwing beer. It was the uh, it was wild, man. So but like I said I think those those experiences make you stronger. And as long as you don't yeah, let it yeah. beat you, you know, as long as you don't I fold. Mean, you definitely gotta tailor, like when you do a show, you gotta tailor it to what you think the audience is gonna be and what they're gonna like. You know, if it's a club show, they're not gonna wanna hear you rap. <laughs> you know, like a song like that, you just wanna like turn up, drink with them versus yeah. like, that's you know, real. coffee shop show might be different and whatnot. <laughs> that's, that's very real. Yeah, you gotta set yourself up for success, man. And then one other story, Kevin Durant, back when he was in Oklahoma, he was like, he had a studio and he would fuck with his rapper named Prodigy. I'm pretty sure his name was Prodigy. And he was up on this stage once. This, uh, he was opening up for somebody. I want to say the Migos, and uh, he he spit a song. The crowd was not feeling it at all. So mm. he did the one thing you never supposed to do. He was like, "Oh, y'all must have not heard me, DJ. Run it back." <laughs> and he did the same song to the same critic. That's it crazy. Was, it was that's, super crazy. That's hella funny. That's like a that's like a fuck you move. 
<laughs> yeah, no, it, it was like, yeah, it was like, a, I, I, I felt, I felt both sides. It just, like, I felt, I felt bad for him, but hey, he, he was like, no, nah, y'all gonna feel my shit. So, anyway, it was just yeah. a unique experience for sure, man. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Now, uh, do, do you listen to much podcasts in your free time? Are you, are you a podcast guy? You just too busy with the music. Uh, I haven't been tapped in with too many podcasts. I know uh, the homies listen to, you know, uh, No Jumper and like the No mm. Button Show and everything. So sometimes I'm tuned in. You know, when I'm working out their houses or whatnot, they'll have on the background but uh in my own time i'm not really like super tuned in the podcast right now no for sure man that's another so what, what do you, what does chow man do whenever he's just living his own life he's not making music he's not on stage you know he's not dressed for, you know dressed up what 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 are some of your own personal hobbies man uh man i'm just watching a lot of like anime and shit <laughs> oh dope dope man that's what's yeah. up that's what's up man yeah. I, I'm, I'm a new anime fan man i i i i say it proudly like some people try to like like, you know, like, what is it, just, just act like, oh, they, I've been here the whole time. Like, no, I fully admit yeah, I'm, a, yeah. I'm a new anime fan, but but I like it, man. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a experience that can't be, like, replicated. Like, like a lot of TV shows are similar, but, like, me, as I, I never yeah. saw it my whole life, and then I experienced it. It was it's just like, like. They have, like, concepts that you can't really do without, like, a huge budget if you do it live action, you know? And then, like, mm. uh, just the art style and everything. But, I mean. Just I, w- I want to say just anime, but you know, like uh, I- I'm 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 watch I'm spending a lot of time watching movies and whatnot. Like, <laughs> so I do no, I feel you. Yeah, when you're when you when you're working hard, I'm sure you're a busy guy, and in your free time, you like to relax. I, I feel it. Ain't nothing wrong with that, man. Um, and then like so like I you know and a lot of your you know a lot of your lyrics, hell, even your name, you know, uh, in a lot of your songs, you reference like you know Asian food, you know, uh, and that's something that's been one of my favorite experiences of living in the Bay is just experiencing all these wonderful Asian foods that I never ever would have got in Oklahoma. Um, but yeah. for for those people out there, like your average boy American that like thinks Panda Express is like fire Asian cuisine, what is like a low key maybe like less popular dish that maybe like you know, somebody not tapped in wouldn't be aware of that you, like, a must-have, like, a must-try, like, you got to experience this. I think uh, every Asian culture has their own variation of, in, in Chinese, it's Hongsaro, which is, like, braised pork belly. Um, oh, yeah. They have, they have that variation. My favorite is, like, actually not even the Chinese variation. I like uh, I like the Vietnamese or, like, the Cambodian version, um, where they cook it with, like, eggs and chili peppers. Oh, yeah. Um, but you know, if y'all are in the Bay, definitely go 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 to go to San Jose, go to Oakland for like some good Cambodian and Lao food. That those are like my favorite cuisines. You can handle spicy. That's it goes crazy out here. You can't really get uh, a lot of it uh, except for you know certain certain cities and whatnot. So yeah, good looking out. I I've never tried that myself. I'm gonna write that down, man. I gotta I gotta try some of that myself. I, I thought I thought I had had it all. I, little did I know, man. I, I appreciate that. Check I, it out, man. There's this oh, one yeah. spot in uh by Fruitvale called um. I forget what it's called, but if you look up Cambodian food by Fruitvale, I'm sure you'll find it. <laughs> yeah, no, good looking out, man, for sure. Yeah, that, I I've loved that part of 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 moving to the Bay Area. Just all the because it's different. So like in the Bay Area, like you can't get like legit southern food like i mean i guess you can maybe there's some ducked off soul food spots or something but like where i'm coming from like the biscuits and gravy the, the fried chicken yeah, it's, uh, not the same. it's not it's not the same yeah, but yeah, it's like yeah. it's a substitute because you get all the other like worldly foods that like you can't get back where, I, where i'm from so yeah no it's a it's a wonderful trade-off for sure man and then um then you know what is a podcast really if you don't talk ufos man uh 
<laughs> it's it's like a rule. It's like a rule of podcasts, and you, you it's like you, it's not an official episode unless you bring up UFOs. I didn't make the rules, bro. But uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, we about UFOs. What what what's your what's your thoughts on like all this stuff coming out? The Pentagon. Have you seen any of it? Do you think I like? What are your own personal views on UFOs? You know, it's uh, kind of random, but I'm curious. Yeah, I haven't been super tapped in on what's been going on, other than like the whole uh, Area 51 stuff where hell people pulled up like last year. <laughs> you know, but, uh, yeah, yeah I mean, I feel like I feel like there's something out there. You know, uh, the universe is infinitely big, so somewhere in some place there is. I don't know if they found us yet, but you know out there i i feel that man i feel like if you think otherwise you know you're you're you're, you're kind of arrogant right you kind of yeah there's infinite infinite possibilities especially like in the infinite universe so it's got to exist in it's like the timeline thing you know if, if there's like infinite timelines it's, it's, it's like that in real life <laughs> I, I i agree man I, i'm pretty stoked you know I've, they've been releasing like the military footage and everything i actually had my first ufo encounter not too long ago here in you here oh, in uh, put me on. I don't know anything about this. Here thing. in San Jose, man, <laughs> it, it was it was wild, man. I like I thought my eyes were deceiving me, man. There was like this bright light. It was like it would flash colors. It would flash it, white light. It, sometimes it would go dim. It would move in all directions. Like it wasn't moving in a straight line. Like it would move up, down, sideways. <laughs> it, it was it was wild, man. Where, where uh, at? What, what part of the city? All right, so I live here in downtown San Jose, man, and it was it was like right. I guess I think to the southeast of me, it was it was it was, it was wild, man. But uh, all right, and then what 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 you got next for this year, man? Now, as things are opening up, um, you got any tours planned? You got any uh, you know releases yeah, coming just soon? A, a lot of projects right now, man. So like definitely like I, I've been working on building five spots for the last like few months. So uh, the one of our artists, West West, uh, Taiwanese American singer from Arcadia, he's putting out his project next week. And then nice. me and Sahi, Sahi from San Francisco, he's uh, half black, half Chinese. But oh, me and him, he's also on, on FSC. We've got a collab uh, project coming out uh, in like two months. We, we put two singles out already. So if you haven't peeped them yet, go check it out. One's called okay. The Light, the newest one's called Patina. Um, but yeah, we've got a project like that coming out. And then later this fall, I'm trying, uh, I'm doing this like little Trap Chow EP album. Because like I, I hop on these features all the time for trap songs and people seem to like them, even though I don't normally do trap beats. So I'm just trying one out, you know, a little a little trap album. Uh, we just shot a video for that one uh, for a song off that with Swim Coach. Nice. Um, and yeah, man, that's pretty much it. Uh, oh, and in October, if you guys are in California, pull up to Long Beach. I'm performing at Fan Fest uh, alongside oh, Ruby Ibarra and I think Pilo, the Filipino American Heritage Festival. I'm not oh, sure, sick! But shout out all the Filipinos. Yeah, yeah, man, that's, that's awesome, man. Yeah, no, I I knew you were gonna stay busy, man. You're you're great at that, and and I think that's the part you gotta you figured out, man. Like that's separating you from your peers is just the consistency and 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 the uh, the quality, obviously, but but just just one after another, man. You you never let too long of a of a period go by because you know everything moves so fast in this world. Everybody's trying to get somebody's ear. So you you don't let people forget about you. You you keep dropping music, man. I I really yeah, respect man, that I about like, you. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. You know, one of the homies used to tell me you gotta be either hot or cold. Where you're you're either like one of these artists where you just wait for a period and you're just like ice cold, nobody remembers you, and then you just put all your resources in a huge push, like a huge album and whatnot. But I, I prefer to be more like consistent with it. And you know, I'm gonna just like go the little B route and just yeah. like keep your content. You know, if yeah, it, no. if it hits, it hits. If it doesn't, it's cool. There's more. Yeah, yeah, exactly, man. I respect that about you. I respect your work ethic, man. I, I, I love your music. 
and I'm excited to see what happens for you, man. Um, you know, we, we can go ahead and wrap this up, man. I really appreciate your time, brother. And, and yeah, no, uh, everybody go support. Shout out your socials. Shout out your YouTube, you know. Yeah, man. Uh, my social is right here at the top. Chameng. <laughs> you know, hit me on YouTube. Uh, and hit the Five Spice Entertainment channel because that's where all the videos are going being uploaded to right now. And we just started out. We only have 300 subscribers. So go run that up. And yeah, go you. run it up. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, brother. Thank you for your time, man. How, rooting for you, man. All right, man.